Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is a fresh hour of Live Bet Saturday, live from downtown Las Vegas, Bar Canada at the D as Super Wild Card Weekend is underway in a big play for the Cleveland Browns after a Houston Texans field goal. So we have our first winning bet on the show. Shout out to our producer, Brian Ortega. He's Mike Palm. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, first score. Anything besides a touchdown, and you cash, thanks yep. to a Kaimi Fairburn 21-yard field goal. How nervous were you, Ortega, when the Texans had two cracks inside the three-yard line there? I got a little nervous. I mean, you're not, you're not nervous, but, yeah, I was a little nervous because, yeah. you know, you're hoping that they get inside, like, the 30 and then, like, stall out. But got inside the five and stalled out, and the first touchdown bets are still alive for us here on the, on the, on the show. Yes, they are. It was a attempt from C.J. Stroud to Robert Woods, incomplete on third goal. You did not like the uh, the goal-to-goal play-calling, Mike, and I Sh- don't blame you. It was a lot of low-percentage Sh- plays. Shuffle pass and then rolling Stroud right on a, on a quarterback running play and then a really tough throw on third down to a covered receiver there in the corner of the end zone. Did you bet any of the Najoku props? Because he just, what was that, for 35, 40 the yards? First play of the <laughs> drive, 45 yards, yeah. and then right back to Najoku yeah. for eight, yeah. and I did not, oh, uh, which is a real shame. We talked about that as potential ways to diversify your portfolio if you like Houston, want another bet. Of course, I'm not really a prop player, so I did not actually bet it. The Joker was at that close 58 and a half. He is at 53 yards on two carries. Live odds show the Browns now two and a half point favorites, 45 and a half year total, as they will have a first and goal at the eight pass completion from Flacco to Amari Cooper. Big drive here for the Cleveland Browns. We'll circle back, have a lot more updates to come in Browns Texans to kick off Wild Card Weekend. We continue, though, with our preview of the night game tonight. Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs. Weather's very bad, in fact, so bad that our pal Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated our roads were closed, couldn't even get to Arrowhead. Is that right, Matt? What uh, What's going on out in the upper Midwest? Yeah, I uh, I was scheduled to cover the game for Sports Illustrated and, and started driving out there. I was going to drive out Friday, but we got about a foot of snow out here outside Chicago and then left uh, about 7 a.m. to drive out to Kansas City. Uh, I've done that a few times this year to cover the games out in Arrowhead and got about a half hour out of there. Roads were covered. Uh, I-80 in Iowa, some of it was shut down. Um, wasn't going to happen. So... I am back in my office now, sitting here uh, watching all the games. I guess that's the, the blessing. I don't have to sit outside in 25 degree uh, below zero weather in KC, getting in and out of the stadium. But yeah, it's going to be interesting in Arrowhead tonight. It is. It is sublet- able to find some sort of silver lining. And that you're sitting here with. I'm. I'm a Wisconsin guy. Mike's an Iowa guy. We always say uh, Upper Midwest. It's built different, so you know it's bad. If that is the case right now with the uh, with the highways closed, what impact yeah. are you believing this to have specifically on a Miami team? that comes from South Florida and runs what is viewed to be much more of a finesse-type offense. Yeah, you know, I actually spoke with uh, some some former players who have played in cold-weather games today, just kind of trying to get a feel for, you know, a player's perspective. And really the, the thought process, it seemed, or at least the consensus was, well, cold is cold. I mean, that's more of a mental thing. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to warm up on the benches when you can. Um, 
But it's not like wind, where wind can just completely take the passing game out. So I think teams, you know, both teams should be able to throw the ball. The problem for Miami is going to be Miami likes to get burnt. Miami likes to throw the ball down the field. That is going to be difficult. Like Tua is more of a touch thrower. He's more of a guy who, who wants to be able to kind of feather it out there. You can't, you can't do that in a game like tonight where that ball is going to be a rock. He's going to have a harder time gripping it than Mahomes. Um, I think that's probably the big advantage for Kansas City in this game is I think one quarterback is probably not all that limited tonight. The other one might very well be. Matt, I know Miami has injuries on the defensive side of the ball, specifically at linebacker. But in the first meeting in Germany, that game was 7-0 just outside the two-minute warning. Kansas City scores, and then Hill fumbles with 30 seconds. They run it all the way back. And then Miami shuts out Kansas City in the second half. Is this going to be a very low-scoring game? I agree with you about Tua and the touch and throwing a frozen ball. But could this be a real grind-out game? A lot of Pacheco, Miami trying the outside zone, and we see a scores in the teens tonight. We might. We might. By the way, if you're a listener, Cleveland just took a, took a lead on a touchdown. But in any event, um, yeah, I think, I think it's possible. I mean, look, my, my thought process on this game is the, the guy who you're going to want to tackle least is Isaiah Pacheco. That seems like a miserable experience trying to tackle that guy 20, 25 times. Um, if you're Miami, it's got to be about Achan. It's got to be about Mostert to, a, to the extent that he can play. I know he's questionable coming in tonight with a knee and an ankle injury. Um, but I think, you know, if you look at this game, compare it to the game in Germany, the big difference is, as you mentioned, Miami is just ravaged on defense. I mean, in that game, they had Chubb. They had Phillips. They had Van Ginkle. They had Javion Howard. They had both their safeties. Uh, I mean, it, it, the list goes on Ed Baker. All of those guys, save for the safeties, are ruled out already. The safeties didn't practice all week their game time decision. I, I do think the Chiefs will have more success just based on the fact that you're playing at least half the defense basically being backups. I do think Kansas City will move the ball a little bit better. Miami, to me, the big thing, they're going to have to be able to run the ball well tonight. I, I just don't see a scenario other than the Chiefs turning it over a million times, which they've done this year. That has happened. Other than that, I think it's going to be very difficult for Miami to just move the ball through the air. I think this is going to have to be a game where on the ground they approach 200 yards. Speaking with Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated, joining us to talk Chiefs-Dolphins. We'll push it forward in a little bit here, talk rest of the wild card slate. My last thing for you on the game tonight, it's a Chiefs offense that, were it not for the bad weather, were it not for all the Dolphins injuries, would be story A, B, and C heading into the postseason, a team that was bottom half of the league in efficiency over the last six weeks. How do you see yep. Kansas City coming out, even against a bunch of backups for the Miami D? Will that week they had to rest all their guys actually be enough here to get them back on the right page? Well, I think they are what they are this year. Like the receivers outside of receiver, I can't catch them. And I don't think 30 degrees, uh, you know, below zero is going to start helping that cause. I, they are, they are what they are. Like I don't expect Valdez Scantling to come out tonight and have 150 receiving yards. They do, they, they're going to win by 50. Um, but you know, I think it's look, it's, they're going to have to play through Kelsey. They're going to have to play through Pacheco. They're going to have to play through Rasheed Rice. That's the way they're going to have to play. And the Dolphins defensively know that. I'd expect them to try to bracket Kelsey. It would be very interesting if they travel Ramsey with right now. They play a lot of zone, a ton of zone. Do they change that tonight? Because if they don't, the Chiefs are going to run all, all – everything's going to be away from Ramsey. They're going to run right over to Eli Apple and just relentlessly go at him. So that's a little bit of the chess match. I do think offensively, look, it's going to be a lot of short and intermediate throws, which is what the Chiefs have done this year anyway. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't expect the Chiefs to have some huge offensive explosion. I do think that they're probably more well-suited to the weather tonight than is Miami, just based on a variety of factors. Matt, the 7-2 game in the AFC, Steelers at Bills. Bad weather in western New York, very, very high winds. They shift the game back to Monday on the holiday with a 4.30 Eastern kick, so it becomes from an afternoon game to a night game. Advantage Bills or no advantage? Well, I, I think it's... <laughs> It's kind of too prong. I think it's, a, it's an advantage for Buffalo in the sense that, look, if they're playing when the wind's not going uh, really whipping in Buffalo, I think it's a huge advantage against Pittsburgh because you can not throw the ball. And if this game's not about the quarterbacks, I think Pittsburgh's got a chance to pull an upset. If the game's about the quarterbacks, it's over. Buffalo will win the wind going away. The problem for Buffalo is all of a sudden, look, both of the other AFC games are going on tonight. 
So the Bills now are going to have a pretty significant disadvantage next week should they advance. I mean, if they got to host Kansas City, which is the most likely scenario, the Chiefs are going to have two extra days of rest and prep going into that game. So I think it could be an advantage for the Bills this weekend. I think it's a significant disadvantage going into the divisional round. He is Matt Verder. I'm joining us right now on Live Bet Saturday. Matt had, uh, had done a great job with the update for us as well. You probably heard the uh, the large cheer that was a one-yard touchdown run for uh, Kareem Hunt as the first touchdown score. Seems like things are opening up, though, because Devin Singletary just had a very big run for the Houston Texans out across midfield. Under two to go in the first quarter, Brown seven, Texans three. We'll circle back in about five minutes, update you on the latest scores and the live lines. We do have for the rest of Wild Card Weekend, though, Matt, while we've been talking about some games with the lines a little bit higher, Two games, both in the NFC with lines of three. Detroit laying three at home against the L.A. Rams tomorrow night. Then on the Monday night game, it's Tampa Bay catching three at home against Philadelphia. Which of the underdogs do you view to be more live in those two three-point line games? I, I like the Rams a lot in the game. I, and, and I feel like that's kind of the general consensus, which means that the Rams will lose by 30. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I like them. I, look, they, they've won seven of the last eight. The Lions are 28th in the league against the pass. You've got an, a Rams team that is indoors. They've got Nakua. They've got Cup. They've got all-pro running back Kyron Williams behind Stafford. That is that is a very prolific offense. The Lions, even if Laporta plays and he's questionable, you have no idea what you're getting from him. I think if you're the Rams, like you're just going to do whatever you can to double same ground and say beat me anywhere else because I don't trust that Laporta is healthy. We feel like our pass rush can get home with Bryant and, of course, with Donald. So I like the Rams. I think it's a raucous atmosphere. I think it's a tough game. The Eagles-Bucks game, to me, of all the games this weekend, flip a coin. I don't know. Are the Eagles just cooked? I mean, that's, to me, if the Eagles, even without A.J. Brown, if they play to their capacity, they'll win. But they've been awful. I mean, they were blown out by the Giants. They blew a 21-6 halftime lead at home to the Cardinals. I mean, they... There is a world here where the Eagles are just dead on arrival. So it's just a hard game to pick because you don't know what, what version of them you're getting. And after that line had been at three a while, we finally started to see some of that buyback in on the home dog bucks. Some of those threes now off of it and down to two and a half. Matt Verderam, always great insight whenever he joins us talking NFL. Those people are not cheering a Texans touchdown, Matt. They're cheering you and your, uh, your great insights here on the show today. Thanks as always, man. Be well. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. There was also a Texans touchdown within the midst of all that. Nico Collins, how about that? Four plays, 75 yards, and a buck 58. We said potential for a slow start look in game over. Not that either of us actually ended up betting it, Mike, but your over looks very good after two touchdowns in about three minutes. Yeah, they kicked a field goal with five minutes to go and then 14 pending 14 points here in the next three and a half. You also feel somewhat hard done by if you had a first quarter oh. under. Oh, oh, boy. Lord have mercy. Oh, seven and a half on that. You aren't even close. When we come back, a fun segment called Green Light or Rewrite as Wild Card Weekend continues on Live Bet Saturday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Hey, start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with a free VEASAN daily newsletter. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox and absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. If you checked out the newsletter today, Bill 80, going through all of the strategy for Wild Card Week and all of our expert picks up on the website, VEASAN.com slash newsletter, where you can subscribe to that newsletter. End of the first quarter in Houston. Man, oh man, is this thing really opened up after a slow start. Scores on back-to-back-to-back -back -back possessions to close the quarter. Some props have already come home and have cashed. It is 10-7 Houston, but Cleveland is already on the move. We end the first quarter with a 47-yard pass play over the middle from Joe Flacco to Harrison Bryant. And we talked in the preview, Mike, about how Houston gives up the second most 20-plus yard receiving plays on the season. And already they have given up Two different pass plays of over, not 20, 40 yards. One to David Njoku, one there to Harrison Bryant. So the tight end's just having a field day for Cleveland. Latest live lines, it's the Browns minus one or one and a half. And 54 and a half, your total, you are sitting pretty on your over 44. UNLV loses on a five-point play. Oh, wow. 87-86. Up four with 10 seconds to go. Utah State hits a three, and they call a rebounding foul on UNLV. They make both free throws, and that's it. Wow. It is, uh, there are other sports besides NFL uh, going on right now. And we have had some props also cash, even if it's only the end of the first quarter. First quarter ends up flying over the seven and a half point total, which looked like a dead under for a while. The Texans, they cover plus a half in the first quarter. So you can mark those two down as props that have cashed. Shortest touchdown under one and a half is already cashed. Kareem Hunt, one yard touchdown, first TD of the game. Uh, Hunt was plus 155 anytime and nine to one first touchdown. Mike. I was in the right church, wrong pew. You were definitely Ford. were. Just a Jerry. Yeah, wrong. You were so close. Nico Collins plus 110 anytime <laughs> touchdown as the Texans got their immediate response at wide receiver and then Texans first team to score at even money. Brian Ortega cashes first score of the game. Any other score besides touchdown at a plus what 145 there, uh, Brian? Yep, that, that took plus some money. Yeah, baby. And uh, there we go. Those are your props who have that have already cashed as we go into the second could, quarter. And this is shaping up to be a total shootout. Could, could be a big night at the Fountain Blue. Could be a big night at the Fountain. <laughs> kind of funny. I was thinking of going there tonight I see, to watch the game. Knew. Instead of having to actually pay for the subscription of Peacock, I might yeah, go uh, to the Fountain Blue. But I have to say, if I could make a, make a, a thing about the Fountain Blue, I'm usually pretty positive. Uh, not a lot of places to watch the game there. No. So like any of the bars, no TVs. Um, the only place you can watch is at the Tavern, which is their sports book, which is also kind of, not small, but like that area is. And if you don't get a seat at the bar, then I'm not going to sit at a table. So yeah. kind of limited in terms of TVs to watch at the Fountain. Can you reserve a spot? Can you call ahead? You well, I, I, I know who the GM is, and I also know a bunch of the bartenders as well. So Very maybe few executives up. left. Vital Vegas has knocked a lot of them out. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Um, he's a news organization <laughs> now, even though Adele is supposed to be pregnant. Anyways, so, yeah. So I don't we're know. in the second uh, this quarter. This is all just open. Anyway, follow Brian. Uh, Concierge Confidential for all the latest Vegas. And I want to make sure we plug that because a lot of people coming to Las Vegas we will for the Super Bowl. A few weeks. He's a good guy. Brian's a good guy to know. So. We may or may not have some content of where to, what to do during the Super Bowl and where to watch the games and where to go, you know, eat and that kind of thing. So yeah. Circa may or may not come up in terms of the uh, places to watch the games on that weekend. Oh, look at that tease right there. Yeah. And, and Dan there. Miller also with his website, the picks that are his own, if you want to go there to see too. Miller time. We have a lot right now on <laughs> offer. 
at Visa. And Brian is <laughs> as the, the guy, the man about town. He's always coming up with great segments. So we'll take a look forward here. What do we expect for the rest of Wildcard Weekend? You have a segment titled Green Light or Rewrite, which I want you to be the one to explain because you will do a better job than I will. Thank you. So we got a couple of these. So basically, Green Light or Rewrite, this is sort of like a movie-based thing. Green Light means it's a go movie. Rewrite means we might have to rewrite the script. So basically, I wrote sort of the log line for for Monday after these games have been played and whether we need to green light it, make it a movie, or rewrite it where it maybe may not happen or might happen in a different way. So we'll start with the first one, guys. We'll do the Packers and the Cowboys. This one is titled A Cheesy Afternoon in Texas. The Packers went into Texas with a first-year starter and upset the Dallas Cowboys 28-24 to on their way to San Francisco. Do you think this is green light, you make it, or rewrite, needs a little tweaking? Um... I green light it. I green light it because I think this is possible. I think the pressure on Dallas is unbearable. I mean, Jerry Jones has all but said if they don't get to the NFC title game, McCarthy's out. Dan Quinn's on his way to Seattle. Dak hasn't won anything. Uh, first round failings or first game failings in the playoffs here. Uh, I think it's just, it's a tough situation. I know they're great at home. They play on the fast track. Uh, he, he has that timing with Lamb. Look, since week nine, Jordan Love is the, has the second highest rated passer in the NFL. I thought they were extremely efficient last week. That game was an eight-point game, felt like a 24-point win over the Bears. I, I think this game's closer than people think. I think the Packers give them all they can handle. And if the Packers can get to a lead in this game, it will be tough for the Cowboys. I agree that the Packers will give Dallas all they can handle because of that offense. I just can't get there with this Joe Barry-led defense. I mean, 23rd on the season. You give up wide open swaths of field left and right. How is anybody going to be able to guard CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver for Dallas? I have no idea for Green Bay. I would rewrite to, well, oh, first off, if oh, we're doing well, the, ti well, no, yeah, the no, title. This is going to be picky -un. You're going to come up with picky changes. No, I would have said, like, you know, Gouda Day Green Bay or something like that for the. Uh, oh, for the okay. I'm just not making you, fun you didn't of like the, my title. Of the huh? I thought it was a good headline, a cheesy afternoon in Texas. I good thought you would have had, lo like, love, like, love actually. Texas Arlington edition or something. This is, this is um, I, that's no, not bad. I like the Love Actually one. Love Actually. That's yeah, a good that's one. not. A, that's very good. Like that's that. the okay. best of the three. Very yeah. good. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go with that. I, uh, yeah, I, I certainly would. If you were making me pick on the spread, I would take Green Bay to take to cover the seven. You, you have no action on this game, am no, I correct? I, I do not have any yeah. action. Uh, stay oh, away. But you'll be working. You'll be right here in this here. seat with uh, Femi. Yeah, Femi and Kelly. And which, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, so. Oh. Got, we've got the whole crew, so that uh, so it would be a slight, uh, you know, slight of rewrites for me. I just have a couple of <laughs> couple of tweaks. Green light for Mike Palm. This uh, is how you run a shuffle pass. You know, they just said. <laughs> if you and if you bet uh, two plus touchdowns for Kareem this? Hunt today, you're uh, yeah, you're, you're really green lighting your betting weekend off to a great yep. start. Is who will get the next stop? That should be the uh, the new prop that be, is, is posted live because neither defense uh, has put up any resistance right now. Joe Flacco shovel pass to Kareem Hunt, 11 yards out, and it is Cleveland 14, Texans 10. Can we get it over in the first half? Can we get the game total over? Well, well first half total's already gone over, yeah. so easily. Over 21 and a half, that cashes on your first half if you were betting it that way. Extra point is good, 12-18 to go in the first half. Browns out to a three and a half point live favorite. 57 and a half and climbing that live total. All right. Ooh. Number wow. two, Brian, on All the right. green light or rewrite. All right, so the next green light or rewrite Power. is Soren through the south. This is taking place between the <laughs> Eagles and the Buccaneers. The Philadelphia Eagles will fly through the bay and sink the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27 to 13. Will this aged Eagles team, they're, you know, somewhat aged, um, soar to the promised land in the playoffs? Uh, that is a rewrite. Just, just throw it up, cram it into a ball, and throw it in the trash, Brian. Start over from scratch. It's not happening. All right, Ben. Tampa Bay is winning the game outright. Philadelphia's demise has been properly <laughs> accentuated by the general public, by the betting market, and it is going to continue in Tampa Bay, a site where in week three, Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay blitzed quarterback Jalen Hurts more than all but one other team on the season. And in that game against the Blitz, Hurts was terrible through two interceptions, was 13 to 21 for 152 yards and looked completely all out of sorts. On the season, Hurts 30th in the NFL among qualified starters with a 75.2 quarterback rating against the Blitz. Tampa Bay is banged up on offense. You know they'll have to win this game on the defensive side of the ball. Todd Bowles will have some, some things up his sleeve on the Blitz front. 
and it will be a long night at the office for Philly. Yep. Bucks bowl over birds. There we go. How's yeah. that? Nice. Bucks. I think this is beautiful. Philly looks so tired. They look. The defense is awful. They, they, remember this game? They beat them in on that Monday night game, but Philly didn't really recover from that. Uh, that short week. They've had four short weeks this year. I disagree with it. I, I think I like Ben. I like Ben's take on the game. I know we've had sharp money, and Baker could be in real trouble here, but I like the under in this game as well if both quarterbacks compromised, even though it's hard to bet under in Philly games. It is. Tampa will be able to run the ball here against them. Sure, yeah. absolutely. 43 now is your market-wide total as we squeeze in our last. We'll squeeze in the last one. So this one is a game we've talked about pretty, pretty extensive here. This is the one between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. A freeze in KC. The Chiefs of Kansas City freeze out the invading Dolphins 20 to 17 and advance in their quest for the Lombardi Trophy. Go ahead. Man. Uh, I would generally, I thought you were going to have some sort of swift thing in the uh, in the headline, but it's, it's okay. I, that's just you being on brand. Uh, I would generally green light this. I, if you made me pick, I certainly believe KC would cover the spread. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd amend it to a freeze out 23 to 17, but that's all I'd change. I see KC and KC and under tonight for me. I would change it to 20 to 10 as, as the final, and I, the headline's acceptable. I would try to find a, the frozen water dolphin type angle. Yeah, there like we that. go. I did run this by the crew in the back, and yeah. they did say they should have did um, uh, sleep with the fishes or put the dolphins to sleep or uh, ice, ice, ice the dolphins. Yeah, there we go. All, all in all, though, love that great graphics from the team. Great idea for yeah. Brian Ortega. Was nice. We're off and rolling. We'll continue. Kobe Dent, College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. With code VEGAS, the crown is yours. Well, another prop cash is already in the first half between the Browns and Texans. It is the longest touchdown, over 38 and a half yards. Not even close, Mike Paul. That thing... Uh, was a wide-open 76-yard catch-and-run little swing pass into the flat. Tight end Brevin Jordan for Houston. Takes it to the house. He ran, 17, 14. ran away from the Browns defenders. Yes, he did. Catch-and-release. Catch and Brevin Jordan, pretty good uh, Pretty good 40 speed. As we are already at 31 points, first half has gone over. Full game very well might get over the closing 45. Uh, as another big pass play is... Almost completed, and I don't know how there wasn't a flag thrown. Yeah, that's the two-second rule. <laughs> if you get within two seconds yeah. of the ball, the David Njoku uh, basically barreled into a two, as you say, probably a good half. I think the field judge the must have thought from the trajectory it had been tipped. <laughs> must have. But that must duck. Have. That duck. We're up to 64 and a half now on the live total. <laughs> Texas two and a half point live favorite. Joe Marco. Flacco Incredulous. Incredulous. I don't I don't blame him. <laughs> so it's 64 and a half. There have been a lot of opportunities to get in on the over in game if that was the way you wanted to do it. At what point, Mike, does this eventually come down? Or are we are we still way on a parabolic upward? I mean trajectory? it feels like the first team to punt or turn the ball over might be in trouble here. Definitely has that feeling. This is like a prize fight. They're just going back and forth, back and forth. It, the two teams, to start the game, exchanged punts. punts. It was two punts, punts for yeah. Cleveland, one, one punt, punt for the Texans. And after that, field and goal for Houston. And from, then from first to go on the four, they kicked a field goal. And then touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And the longest drive, the longest drive the whole day, three minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. You said many possessions. And we are, we are getting... Many. This is already the ninth possession of the day, and we are at the 11.54 mark of the first half. So second and 10 upcoming. Browns have already used two of their three timeouts, but admittedly uh, in the in the first half. So we've got uh, a ways to go there. Uh, as, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of, it's still hilarious. That's our first, you know, you're always on top of the officiating blunders, Mike, so that's our first one of the day. Uh, could not have been more obvious. Yeah, I... I kind of feel bad for Njoku. You can't expect to get nailed in the kidneys there at that point, and then there not be a flag, right? I mean, he took a, a wallop as they came through the ball because it was such a, a loop ball. 
Um, but uh, if, if that's the worst call of the day, it will be a well-officiated game. Yes, it will be. Okay, well, we're all watching that. We do have other sports going on. We'll get a, just a couple minutes in here from Colby Dan, who joins us uh, very, uh, very frequently here on the show. Great to have Colby back from the oh, College great. Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, Colby, while we're all watching Browns-Texans, what, what is actually the game on your TV? Is it Jacksonville State, Western Kentucky? Are you going, uh, are you going, are you going Mountain West? Like, what's actually the number one screen on Colby Dance TV? Uh, actually, you know, we just got done college hoops. I put it on the NBA play. Or, I'm sorry, the NFL playoffs. But I do have 11 TVs here, so I mean, it works out at, at SGPN Studios. So I got college hoops on all on all the other 10, and that, then the the Texans game on the main. I, that's that is the proper. And if you're not at a sports book. That's a great way to have uh, have the setup here. And we've got some good action still to come. Just want to get brief thoughts from you, Colby, before tips for these marquee uh, college basketball games because at 6 Eastern, TCU takes on Houston and a Houston team who uh, finally slipped up after a, a rock-solid uh, rock undefeated start to the season. Cougars are no longer undefeated, seeing the, uh, the latest lines here kind of toggle back and forth. Uh, with the Houston Cougars taking on TCU there, uh, one of those first-year Big 12 teams we've finally gotten to see a, a decent sample size of. What's your read on uh, Houston here today as they take on TCU? I took TCU in the points mainly because I don't know that Houston's used to this type of gauntlet where you go night in, night out on the road. This is the, really their first road trip within the Big 12, and uh, it's a lot different. In the AAC, they, A, they spread out the schedule. They, they would play at Memphis, but you wouldn't normally get at Memphis followed by another big game. So uh, I think TCU also can match them almost athletically. I'd, I'd give a slight edge to Houston. But the fact that it's in Fort Worth, uh, you know, I know we can sit there and say Houston is the number one defense. But on the road in the Big 12, it's completely different. Uh, and, and it's not like TCU has a bad defense either. They're top 20 as well. Uh, so I, I, I went TCU in the points. I think it comes down to, uh, you know, the final couple minutes. Wouldn't it be surprised if TCU won it outright? And Houston is laying three, Mike, on the road at, at TCU, down from an opener of five and a half. They're fascinating. You speak about the gauntlet, Colby. I mean, TCU, in a game we didn't see here in Vegas the last minute of because we switched to Viejas for UNLV and San Diego State. The, the elbowing call, and, and Dickinson puts it in at the end. Should have probably won that game. They beat a really good Oklahoma team, pulled away from him in the second half, and now you get Houston off the loss at Hilton. Certainly the marquee game the rest of the day. I want to talk about another Big 12 game. Texas has to go to Morgantown. West Virginia's really struggled. Five and 10 on the year, Texas at 12 and three, but the line here is six and a half. Is this a bit of a trap game for Texas? 100 percent i mean a the weather's insane it's the second end of a back-to-back -back away they were at uh they were at uh, cincinnati one at the buzzer on a max a smith shot and west virginia i almost feel sorry for them because they've had i feel like they're better than their record i know they just got housed at uh at houston but they've had so many different starting lineups jesse edwards out you know raekwon battle injured got the flu he didn't get the waiver they're starting to, I, I feel like they're starting to know their identity. I know they just lost bad on the road, but I think Morgantown will be rocking. Last chance that Texas will ever play in Morgantown for the most part. Uh, I think they get up. I, I like the points. I even like a little money line sprinkle in this one. Money line sprinkle as we see Texas and West Virginia, that line. And Texas got bet against by a lot of respected guys in that midweek game. You talked about Colby against Cincinnati. One on the buzzer beater. Uh, we're down to five and a half at some shops, but consensus six. Texas favored on the road at West Virginia. To the Pac-12, where Arizona's had an interesting start to Pac-12 play. They lose going away at Stanford. Since then, have been really impressive, and Tommy Lloyd's team goes up to the Palouse. Never, speaking of not easy places to play, Mike, in conference play, Arizona at Wazoo tonight, and seeing some money come in on the home dog from an opener of 10 down to 8.5 or 9. What's your read here in the Pac-12? I like it, too. I mean, I, I think you got to take the points. It's that sleepy road spot. You got to take what two airplanes? You don't fly direct into Pullman. You gotta you gotta go to Seattle, then Spokane, then take a bus for an hour and a half. I've made that trip, um, and I just don't think it's a game Arizona really gets up for. And meanwhile, Kyle Smith, much like to the West Virginia angle, this is Arizona's final trip scheduled in Pullman. So I think the fans will know that. I think this Washington State team is not not as bad as traditional Washington State teams. They just won at USC the other night, you know. Uh, so I, I think in general. They're at, both these teams are, are top 100 defensive teams. I know Arizona's got the better defense statistically, but on the road, this Wazoo team's not bad. 
it's not bad. So I, I think Washington State can stay within. I think Arizona will win the game, but I think Washington State can cover that that spread there. Colby, uh, midway through the second quarter in Houston, still five NFL games that haven't kicked off on Wild Card Weekend. Of those five, what will be the most surprising result? I think if the Packers, I mean, uh, what I think then, to me, because I was going to say that the most surprising for me would be the if the Packers won. Yeah. I'm not on the Packers. Yeah. I'm I'm on the Cowboys. But to me, if if the Packers won that game in Dallas, <clears throat> I would be shocked. And uh, you know. That would be the most surprising outcome to me. Now, as far as which one do I think realistically that I would put my money on, I think the Rams winning in, in Detroit. As a as a bet you are on, uh, as far as best yes. bets. Rest yes. of the way. Yeah, plus yes. three yes. right now uh, against Detroit. Yeah. Our Sunday night game there tomorrow. Uh, Rams plus three. Anything else you have action on here, Colby, with those five remaining games here for Wild Card Weekend? Uh, I love the under in that Chiefs-Dolphins game with that, that crazy. I love the under on all the player props, too. Just load up yeah. on the unders. Except for the over on the uh, the rushing attempts, um, and, and I also did lay the points with the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs, you know, haven't looked great this year, but I do think, you know, momentum, experience, the crowd behind them, the fact that they play in cold weather nonstop—all the reason why I like the Chiefs minus the points uh, against the Dolphins later tonight. Either four and a half or five right now. You can still get 43 and a half, best number available on any of those unders. He is Colby Dent. Follow him at. The Colby D from the College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always great to catch up, Colby. We'll get, let you get back to those 11 uh, TVs and maybe like a, a streaming laptop or iPad or something, too. Thank you guys so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to watching all the action. Absolutely. We, we somehow, Mike, and probably the biggest shock of the show so far, did not have a score in the five minutes we were talking with Colby. But we should have because C.J. Stroud had a wide open man about 60 yards downfield and overshoots him. On, a, on, on Nico Collins yeah. on a third and 13 from the Houston 41. This should be Texas 24-14. Yes, it he, is not. Yeah, he had about 10 yards on the nearest defender, but uh, you could tell from Collins' reaction when he threw the ball that it was too far because he looked like he was always going to lose his balance trying to get to it to the end zone. Uh, but uh, it leaves the Browns uh, deep in their own territory here. To your point, I mean, the game is just... Still eight minutes left eight in the first half. Jeez. Yeah, to put the over-under on how long we'll be here after the after the show ends yep. at 7 Eastern. It might be like a full hour uh, as the Browns pick up a first down in their own end. We'll give you updates on the live spread, live total. We have more wild card games still to break down. We go to our Sunday slate next on Live Bet Saturday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. 
I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. You could have got Mike Palms over 44 in Browns Texans, which is already at 31 points, mid-second quarter. You could have got Brian, well, I don't know if Brian Ortega would have put this out there right ahead of time. You could have got Brian Ortega's first score of Texans Browns, any other beside touchdown, which already cashed, plus uh, 145. Regardless, for more VEASAN Pro picks, you can become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Live Bet Saturday will give you 10% off an annual subscription when you use promo code LIVE. Yes, we're all about the fun here. Live Bet Saturday, giving people uh, some quality content, quality picks. We're off to a good start, Mike. We have slowed down a little bit, though. A couple of punts back-to-back -back in the Browns and Texans game. David Njoku did go over his receiving prop, a play I didn't even make on my own. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm obviously, we've, we've used regret a couple times. I won't say regret, Mike. I'll just say it was a missed opportunity. Four catches for 64 for J David Njoku, who was at 58 and a half on the receiving yardage prop. He goes over in the first half. But the live total has come down a touch. 59 and a half now after peaking at 64 and a half in the market. Texans, three-point live favorites now, up 17-14. You sold the Njoku pretty hard at the beginning of the show. So I figured you had it in your pocket. And I'm again, I'm, I, player props I find, and especially, you know, in the playoffs where it seems like those just get steamed so quickly. And it's like they come out, and also they're a lot of times they're, they're late in coming out. And you get one release, and it's a 10-yard move. And so, I don't know. I've, I've always kind of been more on the traditional side. Brian has been very uh, very, very gung-ho on his opinion on, on that fact, being more of like a traditional better, like sides, totals, and stuff. I just think it's like if you're really – like if, if I had a bigger bet on the Texans' side, I pro I would have made uh -oh, that uh -oh, bet. Uh-oh, get a kick-out block. Ah, that's too much. To, you know, I thought they had a seal there. Big run, though, anyway. Eight yard. Big seal here. First down and for, seal uh, here. Alley. That's your Lombardi. Alley. That's your Lombardi. There you go. And then throw the sled. Throwing a matriculate after that. That's so right, just Ben. Just to mix it, mix no, it that's all Hank up. Strand. Well, I know. I'm just, just to add the old uh, NFL coaching parlance. My point is, Mike, if I had a bigger bet on Houston, I just had one like a standard unit bet today. Oh. Then yeah. I would have, which you know what that is. I would have, uh, I would have wanted to, I would have wanted to not overexpose myself just to one side. Sawbuck. Sawbuck on the. Uh, on the Texan here. I have a question for the um, casino operator, Ma Mike Palm. Uh-oh, come here on. Go, baby. You know, they'd like to have this be the last possession of the half because they're going to get the ball. That's right. To start the, to start the third quarter, right? That's right. The middle eight, as our friend Michael Lombardi, star of the Pat McAfee show, will you gotta tell you. you got to win it. You got to win the middle eight. Middle eight. Um, I really love at this time of the year when you start having all these, a lot of these props. Because I don't like to bet passing yards. I don't like to bet receiving yards. And a lot of people want bang for their buck. And that's kind of where, you know, I learned from my dad who taught me how to gamble and whatever. Well, bet on sports. Always, we always want plus money. Always want plus money, at least for the normal person. Um, what do you think are some of the better bang for your buck bets in general uh, for, like, the Super Bowl and things like this? Like, first touchdown score, any time touchdown score, first team to score. What, what's a good one of those bets, do you think? I'm not so sure in football. I mean, I like to find plus money prices in other sports. I don't really get into it in football. I, I like to have totals like, you know, I didn't say, but like plus 142 on that first period in hockey under and, and soccer, bet plus 130, plus 140. And then you can day trade those totals when they get to a plus on the over when you have the under. I don't get too involved in it. Um, I do because there's so many props, like, and there's different ways to bet outcomes, like, I usually, if I think the game's defensive-minded, like the, that Rams-Patriots Super Bowl, with golf, like I had no score first, 4.30, first five minutes, 5.36, 6.37, under and every four quarters, first half game. And it was all because I went to Michael Lombardi and Brent Musburger's betting in buds. Remember that, that they betting used to do buds. it south? Yeah. And he said golf's eye level has dropped the last six games. Look at his eye level, yards per attempt. He's not looking down the field, everything's short. And I sat there at that symposium and I bet it. 
Interestingly enough that year, Amal Shaw ran a competing symposium at the Jan Jones Lounge at the Poker Palace in North Las Vegas called Cognac and Cop-Outs. It was not nearly, <laughs> was not nearly as well attended, but it, 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 it did happen as well. No. Was he, he, was, he was the keynote speaker, host, and guest? Everything. Yeah. It was everything. He got all the airtime he doesn't get on, on Sharp Money. I remember the first <laughs> my, the first ever show I was on Air Force at Vison. I I'm all I was on at 2 a.m. the Sunrise Special at 2 a.m. a Super Bowl that was in the that was the 2020 uh, Super Bowl. I just I started here 2019 yeah. 2020 Super Bowl Chiefs Niners. We did 24 hours for the first time. Yeah. And Amal, Amal was <laughs> was doing what can only be described as a just uh, a, like a a hellacious uh, bender induced show at. Uh, the long bar right yeah. here at the D. It was, it was midnight to 2 a.m. to kick off Super Bowl Sunday, and I had the distinct honor of following them all from 2 to 4 a.m. We'll never forget that. He probably uh, headed to a poker room as soon as you Pro got on probably. here. Probably. He yeah, likes probably. to play all night. That, it, it's funny that you had <laughs> mentioned the no score first, you know, 5 -3. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's always my favorite, like, when it's just a, a Super Bowl, kind of a one-off game. I I will, if, especially if it's a you game where... You can win it if they go down and have a yeah. long drive, win three of those bets. If it's a game that I have any inkling could yeah. be an under-type look, yeah. I yeah. I bet that. Now, I, I lost on it last year, Philadelphia and Kansas City. There was a, a couple big chunk plays right out of the gate, and that's where you can get burned. But, yeah, bang for your buck, Brian. There are The point is, like, the menus are thousands now of pages yeah. deep, and there are right. alternative ways. So I think it's always the alts that, in general, look for... And where there's higher variance, there can be other ways to bet that. Uh, Houston is right back into the red zone. And Cleveland only one timeout left. They can let this run down to the two-minute mark. There At is a late flag. Oh, no, Ben right. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Ben, who's the referee on uh, uh, Clay Martin? Uh, Clay Martin <laughs> leading, uh, leading the charge here, holding oh, on Houston. Oh, Lord have so, mercy. Okay, even with that hold, though, coming. We mentioned how Cleveland is has been this very uh, yeah, this, this very good defense, but the numbers really taper off once you go on the road. And they taper to, off. They, it's, it's like it, crater. It's taper. Cra yeah, probably more like crater. Your word choice today has uh, been less than optimal. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland is seen, it was well. They were historically <laughs> great on defense to start the year, but in the same vein that Detroit's great start to the season defensively was a vast over vastly overrated unit. You know, regardless of what happens rest of the way today. It's Cleveland defense. Would you snap this ball before two? I would not. Uh, no. I, I definitely would not. I'd try to draw them off. You can't snap. I mean, they're not. They wouldn't. Cleveland only one time out here. So Houston can dictate if they wanted to, take a few shots, but end the half with a field goal attempt uh, here. You know, I'm take a shot. Yeah. I'd run a short pass play here. But you, I don't think Cleveland will use their timeout anyhow because of where the ball's at on the field. You can you can you can eat this down under a minute with the next two plays. Great two great opportunity to see how D'Amico Ryan's uh, handles. How this would game. you guys grade C.J. Stroud's performance thus far in this game? Correct. Yes. Uh, I would grade it a uh, B minus. I was going to say B plus. Oh, uh, no. But how about the wide open? You could have I mean, knocked him out of the game with that touch. I would have been over. Yeah. We'd have been cashing our money lines. We'd have been cashing everything. Yeah. Teasers. 10 to 15, uh, a buck 99, two touchdowns for Stroud. He's been, like, he's been good. Uh, he's been he's above been, average. He's been okay. Yeah, I, that's why I B plus. Okay. Or B minus or C plus. <laughs> yeah, I know. You I know what I'm saying. saying. I, I just said it. Uh, I said average and a little better. That's why I yes. gave him a B minus. They give B minuses at Notre Dame? No. Oh, no. Uh, I, I don't know. There's not there. They do at so UNLV, though. Mike, is, uh, Mike has a been a somewhat a critical of my word choice today. I wanted to it's give not been somewhat. I've been unrelentingly critical unrelentingly. of your word because you went after Ortega right away. Well, didn't you have all the odds on the sheet when you suggested the, the, the bet? I mean, it's superfluous. But to be fair, I did not, so that's my bad. point. Is, no, it's not your you, bad. You tried uh, to create something. Uh, you know, it's okay to ad lib a little bit here. You it know? is okay to add lib a little bit. Would you... Would you <laughs> Would you uh, push back on my word choice of fraud to describe the Cleveland Brown defense? Yeah, it's only a fraud half the time. Half the time. I yeah, just, we it's a partial at, at fraud. At the start of the year, the Browns are being talked about like the fraud next, the next it's 80, fraud 85 Bears. No, they weren't. The, no, they weren't. Historically, they, they beat, were. They beat, they, they because were. they beat that really bad Tennessee in week three or whatever. I, I don't know. It was they the were, whole through four games thing. Browns' they best defense yeah, historically. Because they had only allowed one play in the red zone on the Monday night game, they lost to Pittsburgh because of the, the two defensive touchdowns. They had only run, but, but nobody thought they were the 80s, 85 Bears. Nobody. 
There were some, I feel like I, there, were, there was a lot of conjecture, Mike, about this there being a historically great unit. There might have been unit. some illusions. I don't know how much conjecture The Browns are good on D, but they're not anything to They're good on D in Cleveland, on. where it's yeah. windy all the time, and they, and they can get ahead. Baltimore, actually, remember the first game they played where Baltimore beat them in Cleveland, and they had DTR. Baltimore really went up and down the yeah. field, had no problem. That was their one bad defensive game at home this year. What, Jacksonville, when they got out ahead, they gave up some yards yeah. in that game. But was it like 27-3, 27-0, yeah, something like that, Baltimore over Cleveland? Uh, at the two-minute warning, our live odds were at 58-and-a-half live total. Four-and-a-half now, Texans laying it. That's the largest it has been now on the side, at least for Houston. First and 18 at the Browns, 35. As we come out of the two-minute warning, we'll also have our halftime line to break down in the final hour of the show. And Mike, we still have our Sunday games to get to. Yeah, Packers, I want to Cowboys. I want to compliment how you you handled the uh, next team odds for Belichick and Harbaugh this segment. I thought that was also Thank very you. adept. All the prep down the tubes. No, it's okay. Lots of two <laughs> on the run. I got nothing. I have nothing to say. Look, that, bad. Uh, no, no comment. On Sunday, no nobody comment. pushes back on him. They all just they bow down to bed. Well, we got live. <laughs> you know, we have live football going on. A little more exciting than pontificating on where Bill Belichick will or not coach. That's all I'm saying. All right, final hour. Wow, another live shot. Bet Saturday. It starts next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline have you heard about the social media platform for kids it's called zikazoo it's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.